Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. For, <laughs> anyway, for, for sale, baby crib full of cigarette butts. That was a <laughs> short story by Ernest Hemingway, I believe. <laughs> Lore boys here. Uh, The Internet's number one fake history podcast. Making a return to the Tau Empire of Warhammer 40k fame. I'm your host, Ethan Palmer, as you probably could have guessed by the fact that this is a Warhammer episode. Although, I guess if you knew us well enough to know that I would be doing the Warhammer episode, you probably know my voice by now. Uh, with me is Peter. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name is Peter O'Donoghue. I don't cover Warhammer. I have thought about doing the Sisters of Battle, but I just don't. I'm and I'm Okay, that, none of that picked up. You're, yeah. That didn't pick up. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Right? <laughs> okay, I'm James Miller. I was at the bottom of the well, but I just clambered out. Oh, oh that's where he was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounded like somebody kept before. opening and closing the cap on the well as you were trying to speak. Uh, just, <laughs> Discord noise gate. They just <laughs> literally put a physical uh, cap on the top of the well every time you're trying to yeah, speak. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the, the first Ace Ventura when he's sliding the glass door. Exactly screaming. like that. Yeah. Exactly <laughs> like that. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, this is a part two episode. Uh, so do check the description for a link to the first one on our site. Or you can look up the Tau, uh, Tau Lore episode. Maybe it's Tau Lore Part 1 um, in our feed. Uh, and listen to that one before you listen to this one, probably. If not, you might be a little lost. But yeah. Uh, for the boys in the room who don't have the luxury of listening to the last episode, uh, you guys want to do a recap? This is my favorite part about doing two-parters is making you guys do the recaps. Oh, uh, good. Yeah. What's a Tau? Um, mm-hmm. uh, not a so- cow. It's not a cow. Not a cow. No, they got they got hooves though. <laughs> they uh, may or may not have hooves, and they're. I, I will disclaimer for your guys' sake. I did fuck this up royally in the last episode, and said the Tau were the crew, but the Tau aren't the crew. The Tau are their own thing. The people that I described and spent so long describing, those are the Tau. But I called them okay. the crew on the last episode. The crew or something. That, else. That's what I was gonna say. Is because I remember mm-hmm. we we called out the correction on a previous episode a couple weeks ago, and then somebody yeah. corrected us in Discord. Uh, as well, and I was just like, the Tau are the blue race of aliens within the Tau Empire yeah. that uh, kind of control most of it. They're like the psychic politicians, I guess, because they use either pheromones, which we called out, uh, or psychic energy to kind of keep everyone in a caste system or something yeah. like that. It's, they it's... have like engineers and pilots, and it's like a race of aliens that are open to letting in other races of aliens, which is weird for 40k. And they all kind of find a job within a system. They're very, exactly. very, very communist, very flat structure with like a couple of psychic wizards who, whose names I don't remember. But the they have the ethereals. diamond in their forehead. Yeah. yeah, they have the diamond That's... in their forehead that they use to be more equal than others, basically, yes. sort of thing. 
The, yeah, I was gonna say all that too because yeah, okay. mostly all of that. you you both got it mostly right. Then uh, one thing there's it's specifically not psychic powers because the Tau are known okay. for not having psychic abilities, which are tied right. to the warp or the immaterium. So that's why we said probably pheromones because I don't know. There's two. There's three things in the world: psychic powers, pheromones, and magnets. And you know, it's not. We know it's not psychic power, so it's magnets or pheromones is what we're saying. Well, it can't be magnets. They don't have their vaccine. Jamie's magnetic now, just like the rest of us. Yeah, (laughs) got my got vaccine four hours ago. So uh, I may there may be side effects that just pop up halfway through the episode. I might fall down a well again. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Why do you think the government works so hard to phase out like? money and hard currency it's because they knew that the magnets in your blood would would make the coins stick to your hand and be a dead giveaway so they yeah. got they got the young generation the zoomers to stop using cash and now you know we switched to apple pay because now that our blood is magnetic it fucks up the strip on your credit card and exactly. what are magnets other than magic rocks i'll take a sip to that boys <laughs> me sure. too yeah, sure very good <laughs> jb's calling it out here yeah keeping us honest somebody's got to someone's got <laughs> ethan and i would have blown past that magnet thing without drinking and somebody would have tried to call us out and we would have told them to go to hell we would have banned them <laughs> absolutely banned yeah speaking of banned uh check out the discord uh there's links in the description here i know we're five minutes into this episode um so if you stuck around this long for us to still be plugging our socials is uh, a little bit but uh peter pretty much hit the nail on the head here's what i have written uh, as a recap, the Tau Ignore are a, Peter. Good enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Everything they said was wrong. No, I mean it, it's pretty much um, pretty much spot on. The Tau are a unique blue skin species of alien, a curiously young race of beings who have rapidly developed faster than light travel and who believe in doing all things in the name of the Tauva or the concept of the greater good, a religious concept instilled upon them by their ruling class, those known as Ethereals. The Tau Empire has been around for about 6,000 years. So in the uh, 40K universe, Jamie, how many uh, how many years has there been in the 40K universe? So if we start at zero, if you ignore the 8,000 years that the Emperor lived before zero, um, how long have we been around in the 40K universe? Is it, do I have to minus, is it 32,000? Or no, no, it's forty k. No, no. You were trying to make it easier for me, but it's just, a- okay, forty thousand. It's actually I was trying to make it. I was trying to make it easier for you, but I was also trying to trip you up because it's actually forty two. Like we're in like forty one seven forty five or something when when this is taking place. So okay. uh, Warhammer forty k should be named at this point in the canon. Warhammer forty two k is is what okay. I'm trying to get out here. Uh, but th- there's a problem with Take Two Interactive and their yeah, subsidiary, exactly. which is Take Two Game or Two uh, yeah, K yeah. Games. So they yeah, didn't want exactly. to get that all yeah. mixed up. Yeah, okay. Got they it. didn't want to think it was forty companies of Two K Games. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> instead, they'll they'll pawn forty shitty basketball games on you each yeah. year. <laughs> I I, I want to get the basketball Marine Army next. Frankly, yeah. they're, the, they're one of they're one of the 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 chaos armies. The basketball yeah. Marines are pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Steph Curry, he's really good long range and short range. Like he can do the the layups if you get up close with him, or long range, he'll hit those three pointers and he'll yeah. knock your towel right down. Yeah. yeah. He's from the he's he's the Primarch of the army. Is is that? Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, he, he hits on threes. Like, it's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> so the Tao Empire's been around for about 6,000 years. Relatively short, all things considered. When humans, uh, in a very real sense, have been around for 200,000 at at 
most 10,000 at minimum. Like we've been around longer than the Tau at this point, And they're already yeah. have mechs and travel to the stars and all these other fantastic things, which listen to our last episode. If you want to hear more about that, um, throughout the course of their expansion, they subjugate lesser races, uh, like the Kroot, uh, who I mistook for the Tau on the last episode. And also the Vespids who Pete correctly called out are like wasp people. Um, who, again, we talked about last time. Uh, you can listen to uh, episode one again if you forgot all the fantastic things that I told you. There's a lot of wasps in Montreal this year, and they're everywhere. And yeah, there are. It's, oh. it's something about the queen, like, has gotten everything she needs for the season, so she just sent them all out. And, like, you see single wasps everywhere you go. Like, huh. they, they try and land on you. They don't bite you, but there's a ton of them. There's I, articles about it. I didn't read them, though. I, I did read them. This is <laughs> no. Jamie reading just the headline, going onto a podcast and spouting the headline. No. He has so gone I full Joe Rogan someone, on Someone He's ready for I Rogan. If that's it. That's all you need to do. He's qualified. <laughs> I didn't even read the headline. Someone told me there was an article about it. And that's oh, my I heard about it on the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wasp um, venom is, it was the cure the whole time. Yeah, they're just all wandering, though. Careful for wasps. Yeah, we need the Tau to show up and subjugate them so they start working for the greater good and not the greater evil. Yeah, I mean, they're standing on the side of the highway with their bindles and their, whatever, one of their two hooked feet, like, up in the air. Don't don't pick up a wasp if you see one. The the queen got all she needed. We'll sting for muffins. (laughs) (laughs) I just just want one drop of warm Pepsi. That's all I need. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so as the Tau, not the Wasps, begin to spread throughout the galaxy, much like Wasps <laughs> has spread throughout Montreal, um, oh, yeah. the Tau cross into a region of space known as the Damocles Gulf, and in doing so, they would eventually encounter the massive, sprawling Imperium of Man. Uh, so we know a few things about humans in the 40k universe so far. Uh, we do have earlier episodes for anyone who hasn't heard them. Uh, Friendly, cooperative. Um, <laughs> love, they love themselves, uh, especially mm-hmm. their own bodies. Big fans of music. Um, They're not the type of oh, people yeah. who would ever send Johann Sebastian Bach out to like a, an outpost to be a <laughs> scout for incoming armies or anything. Like that. <laughs> He's referring to my Civ Five game where I didn't make friends with anyone, so I couldn't make my my musicians go and spread their their music to other civilizations so i just use them as um basically meat shields so if i knew an army was coming in they would kill johann sebastian bach before they would hurt uh, my capital soul yeah. <laughs> yep so the tau and the humans are pretty different uh pete was lying when he said those things uh humans are are pretty uh xenophobic pretty um um you know, uh, conquering. They they conquer focused. You know, they they invade a lot. They go on crusades a lot. We're going to talk about a crusade on this uh, on this here episode here. I heard on a, a, on a different podcast that the crusades were actually good, though. Did they did they change that? That the crusades were good. The crusades in forty k were good. No, I'm fucking kidding. I'm talking about like the actual ones in the ten hundreds, oh, <laughs> <laughs> like ten ninety eight or whatever. Yeah. Do they uh, call it ten hundreds? Are we in the Two, 2000s right now technically i guess it's the yeah. 21st century it means that's the, true yeah of the hundred century is hundred cents roman for hundred or latin for hundred i guess i should say why does centipedes never actually have a hundred legs then i Take blame that atheists i blame the okay, bullshit Dave. cucks beta scientists who named them honestly <laughs> yeah not the I people would, who invented like- numbers yeah exactly it wasn't the mathematicians who were just like oh we need some way to describe this animal well we could invent math and then 
highway <laughs> it from there. <laughs> they couldn't use triangles to count the legs, so they yeah, just yeah, exactly. Went yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pythagoras' Pythagoras's theories. By the centipede. <laughs> yeah, Pythagoras' theories of centipede legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, the Tao and the humans are pretty different. Like I said, the Tao believe in the Talva, the, the concept of greater good. They want to preach the good word and, you know, indoctrinate people to believe in their way of life. Uh, humans are like, we're going to kill you if you're not a human. Uh, much, much more so uh, in that field. The Tao. pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty human. I mean, it's yeah. pretty real. Uh, yeah. The Tao uh, are on the eastern periphery of the galaxy, uh, Galactic East, uh, encountered... Uh, and as they are, they, they encounter mostly fringe elements of humankind at first, um, because they're on the, like, they come up on the edge of this sprawling intergalactic empire, which has been spent, has spent 10 or 12,000 years trying to rebuild itself from what it once was. Uh, again, or like the, the first contact here is in the past from 40k, like way in the past from then, right? Yeah, it's not so long ago. I actually didn't. Well, I guess like- if they're six thousand years old, it would have to be within between thirty-four, or I guess if we're in forty-one now, it'd have to be between like thirty-five yeah. and thirty and forty-one or something, right? I think it. I think it takes place around forty k. Like I think it takes place okay. around that benchmark there. Um, okay. I didn't. I didn't write down dates at all because uh, they're meaningless in a fantasy world. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's much more recent than that. Like they haven't. They don't, we'll get to it in the end, but they don't end up warring so much, all things considered, for like a Xeno species um, to be interacting with, with man in a way that, that man doesn't uh, try and kill them all is, is good for them, you know? Um, so the Tau uh, end up running into mostly like renegades and pirates, kind of like, you know, humans cast off from the galactic center, living on the fringes, you know, outer worlds, periphery kind of thing, where it's, it's the Wild West, essentially, that they okay. end up encountering first. Uh, so they come up upon all these like old, old cowboy towns, you know, boots and spurs, uh, all that stuff, every, every, all the worlds that they visit. Um, <laughs> I want to apologize in advance, but all I could think of was just like the local gunslinger. And he's just like, this town ain't big enough for the blue of us. And he's about to like. That's <laughs> 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 the stupidest fucking thing. He's like, <laughs> he's like, challenged a town to a duel. Now, now I'm picturing a tumbleweed, but instead of being like a dried plant, it's like an alien, just like a mass of tentacles, just like cartwheeling like, itself across the sea. Flopping around. It's <laughs> yeah. like some alien octopus that lives in the desert, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, what would spurs even be used for in a spaceship? And instead of like a car yeah. key, do you have it like at the bottom of your chair? Oh, you yeah. just hook the spurs yeah. in you have, with yeah, your leg. A key on either heel and you just stick it into like, you straddle yeah. like the engine, you just like hook it in. Uh, I got a, I have a 2016. I have like a spurless entry now. It's pretty great oh, yeah. <laughs> i get to, i get to wear normal shoes finally <laughs> um yeah so the the tau the tau meet these these humans um and they they start doing what they do they indoctrinate a few they um you know sometimes meet with like pirate gangs who are like not cool with uh you know these guys are are outcasts from society because maybe they were too xenophobic and racist for the xenophobic racist empire at the the center of the galaxy. Too ex- um, too extreme for the Imperium of Man is is that's not guys <laughs> I would want to fuck with. Yeah. That's a, that, that's like dog park people. Right yeah, there. exactly. <laughs> that's that's a lower voice canon of of who they might have run into because all we know is really that some of the contacts were like friendly and they were able to open trade with people, and then other ones they did have like outright engagements with like these kind of uh, um, orbiting worlds. Now, but, just a kind of a broader 40k question. 
not every planet is like the sister of battle planet, right? Like there are planets where people are slightly more sane, non-religious zealots, right? So they, they can they could show up on a planet of like farming hicks or whatever who are just like, well, howdy, stranger, you're awfully blue and weird looking. Let's hang out and let me smell your forehead and join your religion, sort of thing, right? <laughs> yeah. So so the the Astra Militarum, the uh, the Imperial Guard, are kind of that. They're yeah. kind of like. Uh, you're Joe Schmo, who's who's living in a hell hell universe and having to right, deal with yeah, horrible yeah. monstrosities all the time. Yeah. It it is like extremely grimdark where you can be the farmer type, but if if you're written as a character in a 40k story and you're written as a farmer, you're gonna die. Like aliens are okay. going to invade and rip your daughter in two in front of you, just as the forces of chaos split uh, a tear in the very fabric of reality and you know impale your head on a spike, kind of thing. Okay. Um, okay. So few and far between, I guess. But yeah, there's absolutely like agrarian worlds, which are like their only purpose is to feed the Imperium of Man and like Corn. produce food for yeah. people. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Corn and wheat, as far as the eye could see. <laughs> this planet's one biome. It's the corn biome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Desert world, fire world, ice world, corn world. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, all this to say, like some sometimes it's friendly, sometimes it's not friendly. Um, eventually... The Tau Watercast, who we talked about in the last episode, um, they're the ambassadors of the Tau. They they make good like merchants and uh, envoys, things like that. They go out in search of these human settlements to convert people to the Tauva and the Tau way of of living their lives. Uh, after I just picture, uh, sorry for like the corn world. I just picture like how would you guard that? Like, do you have? scarecrow mechs walking around like making sure everything's fine yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh like just like one one day this like alien ufo like lands and then just like these giant alien crows get out and all the farmers just like <laughs> oh no <laughs> the scarecrow mechs go out from their t-pose and point uh, their arms yeah. forward <laughs> missiles start da, 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 coming da, 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 da. out yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so eventually uh, the water cast uh, is sent out to kind of assimilate some of these these uh, other worlds. Uh, no longer just like making trades with them, but to actually convert them to the Tau way, because they have no concept of this like giant looming threat of uh, utmost destruction uh, at the hands of the Imperium of Man, kind of just like behind these fringe settlements. <laughs> Took a look. <laughs> you okay, oh Tim? my god, dude, that went down the wrong pipe. I almost <laughs> yeah. died. I had to mute it. <laughs> uh, <sighs> There's not even any alcohol in this beer, dude. Like I, I just don't know how to drink. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, they they start converting people, uh, and after years spent making contact, the Watercast eventually comes to understand that these disparate disparate factions were but slivers of an incomprehensibly vast superpower in the galaxy. So they they're like, oh. There's this like semi-intelligent alien race. Let's convert them. We've converted semi-intelligent alien races in the past, right? Yeah. We did it with the Crute. We did it with the Vespids. We did it with a, a bunch of other ones. So the Crow we'll, people, the Crow people. Yep. Yeah, just yep. because they kept eating our corn, we had to teach them that eating corn they'd is part the, of the greater bad. They'd be the, the Corvids, probably. That's, like, that's, <laughs> the, that's the easy name for that for the yeah. for the Crow army for yeah. the in, in the for forty k. The Corvidians. Uh, so there's a message from the Corvidians from you. They say they're out of seed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just a, a it just like a scroll. It just says ca ca ca. Yeah, we will return. We will return. <laughs> we will answer in kind. <laughs> so the Tau start working on it, and then one day they're like indoctrinating a guy, and the guy's like, "Yeah, man, the Tau, that's great." 
we should let like the entire Imperium of Man know, you know, let them know the good ways. And the Tau's just like, the what? Excuse me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it turns out these these uh, periphery worlds were but the tip of the proverbial iceberg. This is pretty interesting, like reversal of normal kind of a lot. Like there's the sci-fi cliche that that we often write from the human yeah. perspective of just like making contact with an alien empire and then being like, wow, like catapulted into the future. Like Mass Effect is Mass just Effect, yeah. that, yeah. right? And um, and there's other things as well, but like Mass Effect is something that's popping into my head now where you find like alien ruins on Mars and then all of a sudden 20 months later, you're part of the government. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Whereas, like, this is the reverse, where aliens are making contact with our vast empire and having the exact same experience, which is yeah. pretty cool. Again, it's it's very much the tower, like, that nascent race of, like, their, their yeah. wee babbies in the, you know, they, they still believe in the greater good. They still believe that, you know, uh, ra- they still believe in rainbows, essentially. Yeah. Whereas in the right Empire of Man, rainbows tales. have been outbush, outlawed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't really see that far up in the sky, what with all the smog on the yeah, floor exactly. worlds. Yeah, <laughs> Smogs don't make rainbows. (laughs) Black and yellow, just like, yep, that's Uh, an acid rainbow. uh, (laughs) Imperium of Man just beat the shit out of all the leprechauns who were at the source of all the rainbows, right? Yeah, Yeah, they turned them into servitor leprechauns, basically. They're just like hovering skulls that just hover around with like uh, pots of gold in their little claw. (laughs) It would be like like an entirely black and white rainbow with just like one line of blue in it. I feel like, you know, ultramarines. Oh, for the, the ultramarines? Yeah. yeah. Or for the thin blue line that uh, <laughs> dumb people have in their the back window of their pickup trucks. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that too, yeah. I was back, thinking the same thing, know. yeah. Oh, yeah, thin blue line, the ultramarines that keep us safe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I mean, there's a parallel there. We don't have to get into it, but... Um, so, yeah, there are those of the Tau who want to take a shot at the big dog and be like, okay, well, there's a bigger empire out there. Let's just, like... Let's go. Like, we got guns. Let's take them on. You know, no problem. Um, get these pamphlets to Terra, dude. I Trust me. It's going to be fine. No, they're not even talking about, um, like, indoctrinating them. They're being like, let's subjugate them, you know? Uh, it's oh, yeah, uh, it's mo- mainly uh, outspoken leaders of the fire cast who are calling for a war of conquest. Um, and kind of all the casts are kind of having this discussion. I'm sure the the Earth cast is like, let's build a pyramid for them, you know? And uh, <laughs> the air cast is like, let's live in spaceships for them. Uh, but the fire the fire cast being the, the gun cast is like, let's gun them, you know? Um, There's no uh, pyramid in this field of wheat. It's like, well, yeah, because we need to irrigate that land. No, no, we'll help. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, eventually the ethereal cast the ethereals weigh in uh, they call for merely the integration of the Imperium of Man into the Tau Empire surely an achievable goal uh, you have an empire and we have an empire why don't we just have a very big empire it's just <laughs> yeah. like no <laughs> I don't think that's gonna happen well, well what would we call this empire the we'll Tau, call it the Tau Empire, empire. <laughs> can, we, can we at least call it like the Imperium of Tau no, 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 no. Our name is much better. Okay. I'm going to just write a letter. Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> just says, caw, caw, caw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the orders were simple. The orders from on high were simple. Uh, and the first step starts with some good old-fashioned diplomacy. The water casts were to align themselves with some of the dissident human planets and provinces, and over the course of decades, insinuate themselves with the leaders of those planets, known as imperial commanders or planetary governors. 
So okay. it's it's literally just like, hey, go go converting people to the Talva. Just make yourself useful, make yourself a, a presence there, and and become buddy buddy with the the ruling power. The mayor, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks the parental for the guardian or whatever you said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> is, this call, is this colony over eighteen? Can I speak to this colony or this colony's guardian? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you say you don't have one, Fell. Perhaps I could be your daddy. Hmm? Smell your <laughs> smell my forehead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> come here, come here, little child. Put your put your nose against my my forehead. <laughs> the creepiest. <one. laughs> oh, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's it's a pheromone. I promise. Yeah. No psychic powers. It's it's like the little you know like those like old timey French perfume bottles that had the little like uh, air bladder that yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. spritzer. Like, ah. <laughs> like I was thinking scratch and sniff. Like you had to kind of dig in a little bit. And I'm, oh, I'm thinking, yeah. I'm thinking of the flower on a clown's lapel. <laughs> oh, what do you? Yeah. Where do you squeeze though? It's, it's yeah, that's his coat. It's that's that's where it becomes really creepy. Is uh, yeah. where you ask the little child to squeeze. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, thanks to the approach laid out by the Ethereals, the influence of the Tau was able to spread much much further into the Empire than they would have with a full frontal assault, as advised by the Firecast. With no one calling the cops, it spread unchecked until they began to interfere with something more important than a few disparate colonies' leadership. Eventually, as the Tau influence spread, people stopped trading with the Imperium's merchant cartels. Hot Topic was on the verge of going out of business. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, basically, what what caused the Imperium of Man to take notice of this like alien race that's been kind of being a big presence uh, in some of these people's lives is the fact that they stop trading, like they stop asking for corn. You know, and they're like, "We got corn planets," and they're like, "No, no, these guys got corn planets. They don't even need scarecrows. They just got the the crows on their side. It's incredible." Well, the crows are part of the game. They, they're part of the greater good now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they redid crows. Yeah, you guys wouldn't believe it. It's crazy. <laughs> It's crows too. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, there are so many crows today on the soccer field because it rained. I guess they're getting worms. I wanted to go down yeah. and feed them and see if I can get them to recognize me so I could have like crows on my side. You know, <laughs> they do that, eh? They, yeah, they'll figure out who people are. They're they're like crazy intelligent. Yeah. So yeah, you know, if you're you ever got a few minutes, like just go make some friends out of some crows. You never know when it might come in handy. Yeah. There's like a great story from the BBC, or maybe it's an Australian story about a mocking, like a little girl who trained mocking jays to like fetch her baubles. Um, cool. And I, I just saw a video somebody posted on Reddit. Uh, he had trained a some kind of corvid, some kind of jay, to uh, identify money, like bills. Oh, I saw that too. Yeah, <laughs> he's got he a, drawer a drawer of like bills <laughs> full of cash because it would just fly around the city and probably take it out of tip jars or people who like drop yeah. bills and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, if there, was, if there was like a raven perched on your like tip, if you were like if you were a waiter, okay, yeah. waiter or waitress, let's just say here you're going you're going out. You're, to you're working at Hot table. Topic, okay? <laughs> you, you've got the you've got the tray that's out on the table. You've got to go spray it down, you know, clean clean everything, and you've got your little tray with like the receipt and the tip in it, and there is just the biggest fucking crow you've ever seen in your life. You think you were about to die, and yeah. then that thing would take t- take your tip and then fly off. <laughs> yeah. That's how you make your passive income, though. That's like the Sigma male grind set, you know? Like, exactly. you just get a crow, you teach it how to steal money. No, Sigma male grind set's g- still goddamn Bitcoin. It, the alpha brain, alpha brain is, is the fucking crow thing because you mm. and nature are working together and there's nothing more alpha. 
Guys, yeah, we can't know. go down Are another Alpha Sigma rabbit hole, okay? I had to cut 40 <laughs> minutes out of the last episode. It's too much, okay? <laughs> All right. We'll finish it later. Yeah. Too hard to cut around. Peace Take this off baby. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Tau had been training crows to not only steal money from people, uh, but to train other people. The crows were training humans to stop trading with other humans and instead trade only with crows. Um, okay. Strange alien technology was flowing through the markets and forehead diamonds became all the rage. All this was, of course, in direct violation of imperial law and daddy god emperor surely would not take kindly to it. This, however, was anticipated by the ethereals. They figured that it probably wouldn't last forever. This, hey, we're just assimilating your people. Be cool, bro. Uh, approach probably wouldn't work forever. Um, I don't think that would work for most governments, let alone the Imperium of Man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, so even the even the uh, you know apple-eyed Tau were not so naive to think that uh, that they would just get away with it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so they they ex- execute Order sixty six, uh, and a- upon a score of Imperial worlds, Watercast envoys and ambassadors began to preach the greater good word. And they found many human populations very willing. So now they're being like a little more uh, forceful in their conversions and being like, no, you got to submit to the greater good now. Now it's time. You know, we've been, we've been friends for a while, uh, Bill, but it's time that you join my religion or get yeah, the fuck he, off my he, planet. And Bill's like, you, <laughs> you got to buy some Tupperware or you got to stop eating the onion dip right now, yeah, Susan. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Bill, 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 do you, do you see this contract? It says you signed over the parental rights to the planet, okay? I'm <laughs> I'm dad now, okay? Bill, Bill, you can either be one of my kids or we can throw you into the vacuum of space, okay? That's that's the yep. deal, Bill, okay? Yep. Sniff this flower on my lapel, would you? <laughs> the, 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 the pink cloud straight into his face is like oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right now put her there and he's got like one of those buzzing things in his hand <laughs> okay, okay so are the tau just like like mischievous mimes at this point? <laughs> they are now yeah always can in there okay <laughs> some affiliation with crows so. it, it's yeah. <laughs> They they can they can create like invisible barriers, but it's not psychic powers. Okay, they can create like yeah, an invisible box, but it's not a psychic power. <laughs> it's just stink powers. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, now I'm just fucking imagining like a bunch of Tau getting out of a tiny car, and it's just like a swarm of crows pouring out of it as well. I, I was imagining <laughs> terrifying thing. I was just imagining like a Parisian mime spraying pheromones all over a crowd of people like watching. <laughs> <laughs> They're not actually doing anything. They're just convincing people that they saw something with the power of stink. Like. <laughs> The power of stink. I like that. <laughs> so the rebellion would begin shortly. Planetary governor, uh, planetary governors declared themselves free of the Imperium, waiting in, wanting instead to spend Christmas with their cool new blue-skinned stepdad. The Tau okay. Empire expanded as the human worlds entered the fold, and in, and these worlds became known as the Farsight Enclaves. Um, I was thinking we would get to the Farsight Enclaves a bit more today, but I ended up cutting some stuff. Uh, but basically, there is like a playable faction of the Tau in the actual tabletop game uh, where you can play as like the Farsights and there's a commander Farsight and you know, they're cool. They're known people. Not so much uh, Farsight on your side then if we didn't get to the, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, you got me or I'm looking, or I'm looking very far. Maybe, maybe I'm looking farther than this episode. Oh, no, you've had a thousand yard stare this whole episode. <laughs> yeah. So it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just thinking of, I was just thinking of Gary Larson's the Farsight, which is like, 
just like the goofy newspaper comic on whatever planet. Do you mean <laughs> <laughs> that, that season of the future or something? Yeah, yeah. well, it's, it's just it's just it's the Tau comic that's about uh, ca- like cows and dinosaurs and shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and probably crow aliens, and like he would have a joke about about farmers on a planet made of corn with crows suddenly landing, and it would like the just the the caption yeah. would just be like Brenda get the shotgun or something, you know. <laughs> 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 this is an uh, ill omen is is a much more gary larson <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah ill omens part seven or whatever so um the imperium sent inquisitors who found not only human planets turning to the tau way of life but also evidence of an empire on its uh, of its own in the outer reaches of those distant arms of the imperium of man so it's all this dead we've heard people on this planet have been thinking <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they show up. They're like, "What have you been thinking?" And the guy's like, "Well, blue skin guy from the Empire next door said I could." There's an Empire next door. Why didn't you report that? I don't know. They had shiny bubbles. I figured it was cool. <laughs> they bought way more corn. Uh, a cardinal of the world Brimlock, name of Esau Gurney, called for an Imperial Crusade to be launched. To purge the fringes of alien life. So again, is a cardinal a type of corvid, or <laughs> it's not actually. Okay, That's not. fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I wish, boy, do I wish. Uh, uh, the cro- crodinal uh, S. L. Gurney of the world. Good luck. Um, yeah. So there, there's a religion built around the the emperor of mankind. Obviously, he's a he's a god to the people of the the 40k universe. Um, so. One of the people who's still loyal to the Emperor in kind of one of these fringe worlds is like, all the, the nearby planets are, are turning to communism. We need a, a goddamn crusade. Okay, um, there's a narc. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, the humans, doing what humans do best, unleashed a force that do that attempt to do just that and get rid of those filthy Xenos. A dozen capital starships, five provisional companies of space marines, and almost a dozen chapters and 19 regiments of Astra Militarum, seven of which were from Brimlock itself, took off into the ether to plant their flags into planets and their boots onto necks. Now, um, five provisional chapters of space marines is, like, pretty significant. I don't think it's anything we've ever talked about before, but space marines are super prevalent, like, when we're uh, real-life humans living on Earth. Uh, in the year 2000 and we talk about warhammer 40k you often find yourself talking about space marines like an event in the 40k universe where space marine shows up is like super rare just because like they're oh. they're really relatively limited in numbers like they're very finite whereas like the imperial guard are like every planet has a as a cohort of imperial guard you know what i mean like every, oh, every space like, navy they'll take just anyone you know yeah exactly, but- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the space marines yeah, though, yeah. yeah. Uh, the pro- the problem with the space navy for the longest time was they couldn't get a good air seal on the the bottom of their bell bottoms, uh, so they couldn't really you know they they were slower to develop basically, um, but yeah so like actual like obviously it happens in in conflicts uh, that we talk about a lot but if you think about it in the the scale of uh, the galaxy having you know the whatever hundred subdivisions of the twenty original space marine chapters show up at any one place in the galaxy is just like super super rare um and there's yeah. five provisional companies of space marines that show up to this crusade so it's a it's it's pretty well stocked all things considered you know they're they're pretty well bolstered uh the crusade first reasserted imperial rule in several of the rebellious post-imperium worlds where those implicated in treating with the tau were summoned to a court juried by the furious crusaders of course uh they basically go to went to planets 
uh, kicked out any aliens that they saw or killed any aliens that they saw. And then any humans that were there were put on trial uh, and they played judge, jury, and executioner in that trial and basically said, like, did you talk to any aliens while we were gone? And, you know, Bill's yeah. like, uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> it sounds like a real, like any any kind of trial in, in 40K is just kangaroo court. It's, it's completely <laughs> exactly. over. Exactly. Yeah. He's just there, shanghaied out of his bed. He's got like a fake diamond, like resting on like a little crown piece that yeah. he's got over his forehead. <laughs> like I don't know what you're talking about, aliens. Yeah, the jury, the jury is entirely scarecrows. I can see them. They're yeah, in the yeah. room with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, Mister Defendant, is it or is it not true that when uh, we came to arrest you, you said good day? Now, I'll have you know that there's no such thing as a good day in the Imperium of Man, my good sir. <laughs> like a crooked cop arresting someone and, like, dropping a little glitter on their forehead. <laughs> yeah. He, like, plants the Tau thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love how every lawyer, since the future on a super chicken, is just, like, a southern gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> Or is that from To Kill a Mockingbird? Is that where that started? It definitely didn't start with Futurama. Futurama was definitely spoofing, like, the the small-town country lawyer. I don't know where it started originally, because I don't think... um, Oh, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, It starts with an A. Atticus Finch? Atticus. Did he have a southern southern twang? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't remember. It was a book, guys. You could put whatever twang you want. It was a book. There was also a movie, but it was a movie. Yeah, it was Gregory uh, Peck was the actor. He did not have an accent in the film. Yeah. It, it sounds like, based no, on what the story is, it sounds like it would have been taken place in the South. But right? yeah. but a mockingbird, yeah. a Corvid. So, you know, it all comes hey! to... <laughs> to kill a mockingbird is the story. That's like the Bible on the corn planet. Like, <laughs> but it's a much more literal reading. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just how to kill a mockingbird. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, the, the mockingbird is implied because it's not actually in the book. You, you yeah. have to interpret the bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. The mockingbird was a carpenter, actually. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you guys remember Boo Radley? What a guy. Yeah, yeah man. What a name. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, it's very quick very quick aside. You may still be able to find it. There is a very old like Newgrounds video called How to Kill a Mockingbird where Boo Radley hatches from an egg and then there is a space battle at the end. I will put it in Discord if I can find it, but how to kill <laughs> how to kill a mockingbird is something you should look up. Do a bunch of stick figures fight each other and there's blood everywhere at the end? Because that it's, sounds like... It's from that era, but there's like okay. very basic CGI and shit. I, so, yeah. I will say, P- Peter just said this, and I, I will put a little footnote on what Peter just said. If you Google how to kill a mockingbird, you probably won't get this Flash video that he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> You'll probably get, get the book by Harper how Lee. How to kill the bird. Either, yeah. yeah. <laughs> probably get neither. You'll probably get the book by Harper Lee. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. Maybe go- maybe you have some like Google search history that's going to just point you right there. Maybe maybe you're there. I don't know. But, uh, I'm willing to bet. So it's kind of like Newgrounds Flash video, how to kill a mockingbird. That would work. That 2007 um, XXX. Yeah, uh, big boobies. Sarah, Mich- Sarah Michelle yeah. Geller, big boobies. Um, <laughs> the first, so the first open conflict between Tau and Man would occur within Tau space in an abandoned star system known as Hydus. Seven Tau warships were dispatched, and the Crusaders attacked on sight. The Tau, however, dealt massive damage from a distance the Empire could not match. The Tau warships launching torpedo salvos from an almost undetectable range. Um, so this kind of 
this is going to come up a lot in this story, but it, it mimics how the tower played in the tabletop game where they're long range specialists that yeah. you plant them at the back of the battlefield. You like when you, when you set up your, your miniatures, you put yours, if you're playing the tower, you put them like as far back as you can. And they all have sniper rifles and beam cannons and are able to attack at cool. like crazy range. The same goes for their starships. Uh, bomber waves were launched by the humans, but were countered by escort ships launched by the Tau. It was a space marine strike cruiser, a small, wickedly fast starship, which would tip the scales. The Astartes managed to break through the Tau enfilade and open a hole for some frigate-class starships who were able to deal devastating damage to the Tau. Like I just said, it seems the Tau, while adept at range, lacked decent broadside firepower. So yeah. it was literally, hey, they, they were dealing damage, dealing damage, dealing damage. Then once the uh, Imperium was able to get close enough... They couldn't defend themselves anymore. They were just, they were they getting slaughtered, essentially. They weren't smart enough to put Lego pieces all over the ground in their starships to trip up the space marines. Their, <laughs> exactly. their floors were completely smooth. Yeah. <laughs> the parental guardians made their kids uh, clean up. So the colony was under 18, so the floor was clean. The yeah. job had all been done. <laughs> um,. The Tau, realizing their alien goose was cooked, deployed screening starships and attempted to withdraw their larger ships. The first battle was over, and the Imperium of Man had won. The war continues, however, after the break. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The first land engagements between the Tau and the Imperium of Man would not be as one-sided as the previously discussed space engagements. But, bolstered by the Astartes' support, the Astra Militarium continued its advance into Tau space. Welcome back from the break. I'm Ethan. We're talking about Tau. Huh? Tau. T-apostrophe-A-U. Um, yeah, if for some reason you skip to the middle of your podcast to see, like, oh, I wonder where this one's going. <laughs> or maybe you paused. Maybe you're like, hey, I do need a new cigar fridge, which I assume was the ad you just heard. And are like, yeah. I, I, you just spent the last 40 minutes looking up reviews for cigar fridges then, or humidors, I think they're called. Um, maybe, maybe you just got, you just ordered a, a primo humidor and you got back to us and you said, like, what the hell are they talking about? Land war, <laughs> space engagement. I thought this. Was, I thought this was the Glover episode. <laughs> I want to try a cigar. I haven't had a cigar in a very long time, and I don't know if I've ever had a good cigar. So to Stogies. The yeah, Lord, the Lore Boys does not condone the smoking of cigars, despite how much we talk about them. Um, yeah, 
I think I'm the only tobacco smoker on the show, and you can all shame me for that. That's that's fine by me. I will. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I will, but only in private. I, I will. Okay. I will do as I usually do and call you at 11 p.m. tonight to let you know what I really oh. think. Don't right worry. Before you go got, to bed. I got the pack with uh, it'll affect your babies, so don't worry. Oh like, no, the empty kids. crib. You yeah, have to no sell kids. that on Kijiji. Yeah. <laughs> sell it nope. on Craigslist. Say never used, yeah. and then someone will post about it. Be very sad. For, for, for sale, baby baby crib full of cigarette butts. That was a short story by Ernest Hemingway, I believe. <laughs> it's got one of those rotating things on the top, but it's just an ashtray. Like, yeah, it's, uh, mobile. it's an ashtray with butts hanging down. Because like, you got the yeah. little ridges in them where you can like rest your... Rest just, your just cigarette butts and one empty syringe just kind of like circling on the mobile above the baby's crib. <laughs> the, the gentle like spinning of the smoke would probably help put a baby to sleep though just watching it, it kind of drift off to that be pretty. <laughs> yeah. yeah and their but pile the- of cigarette parts yeah <laughs> uh so seven million tau are lost at the battle of silkel silk silkel uh s-y apostrophe l apostrophe k-e-l-l Oh my God! Cycle. S Y apostrophe Y apostrophe. No S Y apostrophe L apostrophe K E L L. S Y L cycle circle cycle. Okay, circle. Yeah, I don't know. I like living in Quebec. My name with one apostrophe gets butchered every day. I would I would love to see a Frenchman try that one. Cycle. C'est Mister Odenog. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> Kel sounds like an actual. Kel. Kel is well, that's sick. like that's like which one if you're like from yeah. the country. It's like Sid Kel yeah. is yeah. <laughs> it's straight up, straight up French, straight okay, up Quebecois, Quebecois at least. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So the the, the Astra Militarium is the the Imperial Guard, the the humans, the Imperial Man are advancing through the um, through Tau space uh, now that they've left reconquering human worlds in the past. Um, they they conquer. Uh, Silkel, um, but they kind of have their first conflict on land uh, because they they actually conquer this this planet. Um, so the they kind of then realize like oh shit they got some like legit tanks because the Tau grav tanks bolstered by the firecast warriors uh, held them admirably and you know so they lost some skirmishes on the planet. So they're kind of realize they're kind of waking up to the fact like oh these guys these guys aren't fucking around you know. They are fucking around fighting for their very existence here as as we're <laughs> uh, in their house. <laughs> in their house, kicking oh, their we, dog and breaking their fish tank. Like. We, att- we attack them unprovoked. They're really, really, really defending themselves. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, unprovoked. <laughs> hey, hey, there's well. an argument there. Yeah. Uh, other planets, like the ice world Vissel, with nothing but some Tau fisheries on it, were simply bombarded from space until the ice melted and the Tau on the planet drowned. Oh, uh, Literally, that's, that's cool, flooded to death. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. They have that global warming cannon. They're just like, take them out. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, just, it's just like an aerosol can spray, like yeah, giant. Like the ones from the eighties that have that yeah, awful it's just shit. A CFC. Chlorofluorocarbonate. Um. Finally, after months of traveling through the Damocles Gulf, the Imperial Crusade fleet arrived in the Dalith system within the Kendral subsector. Jamie, can you read back the the location that we just ended up? Or the Carol Felf, the Carol Felf subfelter. <laughs> pretty pretty close, pretty close. I would have asked Peter, but he was writing something down for the the show notes. So yes. <laughs> uh, so Peter, why don't you go ahead and take a crack at it? Hmm? 
Uh, you said the Carol subsector? Kendrel subsector, and it's the oh, Daleth system that we're looking at. Okay. This is a the home of a significant Tau populous planet. Daleth Prime. We start as the night elves, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just uh, <laughs> north of Kalimdor. Um, <laughs> so the outermost system, uh, outermost planet in the system, excuse me, Prayen is uh, Prayen. I don't know. P R A apostrophe Y E N. There's an apostrophe in every single one of their names. It's Prayen. Yeah, a little silly. Uh, I'm gonna say Prayen because they're praying for sucker from these gosh dang humans, huh? Um, <laughs> the this outermost planet. Prayen was protected by a Tau orbital space station intended to provide the first line in a layered defense for the system. Now, uh, above previous planets that they've kind of that the Imperium of Man has taken out, there's been these orbital defense stations, and they they haven't been that impressive. They've been pretty uh, pretty lackluster, I guess, pretty milk toast, okay. if you will. Yeah. Uh, the Imperial fleet kind of overconfident, like picket fence. They're just like that'll get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where does milk toast come from? Because I, I, I know it's spelt with the Q and not the milk, but is it literally like it's just what? as boring as milk on toast? Um, I don't know. Was, I've never looked up the etymology. Caspar Milk Toast was a popular American cartoon character created by H.T. Webster. The term oh. milk toast has since come to be used for a meek or timid person. I thought it was just the two most boring basic things, like milk and toast together. It was the class I started with in Bloodborne. Like, that was it. <laughs> yeah. So so the Wikipedia page for Milk Toast is the senten- the two sentences I just read you. Then it says Milk Toast may also refer to. Uh, it talks about some other things, uh, including Milk Toast, the class available in the video game Bloodborne. Uh, then Thank it says, have- see also... Milk space toast, a dish consisting of buttered toasted milk, which sounds oh. horrid. Just, like milk steak. That is that is the whitest dish yeah. that has ever been ever been created. I, that, I it does. It sounds like something that was invented in Britain during the Blitzkrieg. Yeah, like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> some some fussy child out there would not have her her spaghetti bolognese, her <laughs> and, and so they had the parents were just like, okay, we'll give you more. Toast with butter and milk, I guess. This is the only yeah, thing you'll I, eat. So, it's like, well, the English they liked French French toast, but they hated the French, so they just took the egg out of there and yeah, they exactly. got milk toast. Milk oh yeah, toast, the yeah. egg is the Frenchest part about that. Well, that's a, that's the only thing that makes it French toast, I guess. Cinnamon. Right? Cinnamon, maple cinnamon? syrup. No, cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon is optional. Maple syrup's optional. I I agree, Jamie. It's it's eggs and toast. <laughs> that's, that's and you yeah, egg milk, egg milk toast, toast. egg milk bread. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah. the like is the toast. bare bones it recipe, won't. right? Bread, yeah, because toast it's not really toast until it's done. Welcome to the French toast episode of the Lore Boys. <laughs> Welcome back from the break, where you heard about uh, cinnamon toast crunch, uh, premier cereal from General Mills. Should we get into club sandwiches next, or what? Oh, no. thought, oh wow, it's okay. been a long time since we brought up club sandwiches on this show. I had one <laughs> last week. I will not talk about this. Oh, I love club sandwiches. <laughs> they are good. They are good. I miss yeah. them. Yeah. Um. So the Imperial fleet coming up on uh, Prayan proved too casual for its defenses, perhaps overconfident from their previous victories over the Tau in space. The first salvo of heavy railguns mounted to the orbital station hits them with a devastating impact, crippling one starship as a dozen Tau starships round into view from beyond the planet Prayan. So it's like the Tau are fucking around now. They're like the, the Imperials have been like, ah, it's been pretty easy so far. This time the Tau showed up, you know? 
Other other orbital fences had like the gate with the lock on the inside, but it had like the little hook on it that you could just yeah. reach over and unlock yeah. it yourself. <laughs> they had like <laughs> a little string running serious. over the fence that you just pull on. Yeah, they, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all their oh. diagrams are drawn in two D, but space is three D, so you. Can <laughs> <laughs> it was a really tall picket fence. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um. The Imperial escorts engaged the orbital station while the main battle fleet swung to engage the Tau starships. Arriving piecemeal through the Tau long-range volleys, the Imperial Navy nonetheless began to win out once again, once they had gotten close enough to engage effectively. So again, they're proving they take damage, but once they get within the defenses, it's kind of over for the Tau, it seems like. This time, however, the Tau don't retreat. They don't deploy screening ships, and they don't pull back. They're, they're engaged with them in kind of close-quarters combat, even though they're losing. They stand their metaphorical ground behind their metaphorical picket fence. Uh, as the Tau starships were slowly ground down, the Imperial escorts were taking heavy losses against the orbital station as the transport ships of the Imperium closed on the planet itself. So they're, they're trying to land their ground army on the planet, right? That's like the whole point of this is like control the planet and you can control the space above it, I guess. I don't know. Uh, as they did, however, a crude war sphere built for ugly up-close fighting appeared as though from nowhere in the midst of the transports. So now the armies are at risk. So uh, like the, the ground troops are at risk all of a sudden. Uh, Krut Warsphere, I included in this because it reminds me so much. Uh, okay, it reminds me so much of two things. It reminds me of a double-ended butt plug, uh, which I think is the more accurate description of it. But it also reminds I'm... me... <laughs> Go ahead. Never heard of that. But okay, yeah, let's move no, on. I, I don't yeah. know if it's a thing, but you can picture what a double-ended butt plug looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it'd be like the, the, the two teardrops facing themselves. Exactly. It's just two plugs. With a so. handle in the middle, right? You, yeah. You need a big taper in the middle so you don't lose the whole person in the other person's <laughs> butt, right? Yeah, that's, the safe, that's the safe way to do it. You don't yeah. want to get it under that muscle shelf, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It also really reminds me of uh, Axel from Twisted Metal, the guy who's just standing oh, there, T-posing yeah, with yeah. the two wheels on either side of his arm. Oh, uh, man. That was a fun episode. <laughs> we watched all the intros on yeah, yeah. YouTube after. That, that was a hoot. Yeah. That was a hoot. Yeah. Uh, so the troops are trying to land. The, the transports are trying to get to uh, the planet, praying to land on it. Uh, but the crew, this crew war sphere shows up. Axel from Twisted Metal shows up and starts wreaking havoc. Uh, the troop ships scattered, but the Krut Warsphere dealt them wicked damage as they tried to flee. Disengaging from the Tau starships, the Retribution-class battleship Blade of Woe spun to engage the Krut uh, ship and save the transports. The Imperium eventually would crack the Tau defenses at Praean, but the cost of it was exorbitantly high. This was a very costly engagement. Um, it was described as a py- Pyrrhic or Pyrrhic victory. Um, ah yes uh we've talked about this before that's when you just like clog the rivers with your own dead to to like starve your enemy basically yeah exactly it's like if if they had a force of of 2000 and you had a force of 10,000 and you lost 9,950 people but you killed all 2,000 of them it's like we won but it doesn't really feel like you won you know Pyrrhus was like a Greek or Roman commander in the BC times or something yeah he was a Greek king in 326 AD uh, it was also the alternate name for the son of Achilles, uh, Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus, oh. Pyrrhus meaning fire, uh, and uh, Achilles' the son was named that for his fiery red hair. Why has that never come up in a video game? I've played a lot of like over the top war games, and they'll it, say like slight victory, convincing victory, and they never say pirate. It comes victory, up even in, when uh, you should play t- Total War. It's Total oh. War. It's one of the one of the win conditions is a pirate victory. 
Ah, have you not to... sacrificed enough classical musicians in civilization <laughs> to get a very victory? <laughs> you had to use yeah a thousand great artists to kill this one marine. Yeah, I would see a thousand DJs die before I let them through the gates of this city. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so the the victory for the Imperium is assured. They they overtake Prayan. Um, but it costs them a lot. Many of the Crusades' command council advocates turning back, as the battle over Prand had cost them at least four capital ships and fourteen escorts. Uh, the allure of assaulting Dalith Prime, a major Tau hub and center of this sector, what they were going for in the first place, uh, does prove too strong. They're like, well, we could retreat, or we could keep going and get that juicy, juicy civilian deaths that we're looking for. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, go for the yeah, go for the the moral defeat. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, the Imperium decides to press on. Uh, the orbital stations around Dalith proved to be less powerful. There was three above Prayan, uh, above Dalith, sorry, and there was just the one above Prayan, which de- uh, devastated them so badly. Um, but these ones seem to be like less well equipped, and um, uh, yeah, they were probably more cautious too after the last encounter. They were like, maybe we shouldn't just like walk at those things, you know. <laughs> you see those big rail guns maybe like let's just like spread out i don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> they, like we're, like we were walking single file and it really took out a lot of dudes when it shot in straight line <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> uh with the orbital defenses dispatched and expecting another tau fleet to arrive at any moment the imperial ground assault commenced as soon as they were within range so they pretty much beat the tau fleet for this sector during the battle over Prayan. um so there's not really any uh uh, space defenses from uh, what they're what they're doing, but they do want to capture this planet, so they're not willing to just go the way of of sinking it under ice flows with uh, their global warming ray. Okay. The first Imperial invasion force soon stood outside the first of a huge number of Tau cities. The full force of the Crusade was deployed, and the invasion began in earnest. Um, Titans, sometimes called God Engines. And honored formations, armored formations were the spearhead of their advance. The forces advanced on the Tau city of Gelbrin. Uh, Titans are like the biggest unit you can get if you're playing like the tabletop version. I'm pretty sure Games Workshop doesn't sell them, but they have like an affiliate company that makes like the really big models. Like if you get like oh. a foot and a half tall model, it's like another company that makes it. But I actually do know this. There, there. So there are some. Uh... There are some Titan models made by GW, like, internally out of the plastic that, like, my Sisters of Battle and your orcs are all made out of, yeah. all that shit. But there is there is a 3D printed one, because they're too heavy for the plastic that the figurines are made out of. Okay. They're made out of resin. And if you want to look, there is a guy uh, on YouTube called Midwinter Minis, who does, like, painting tutorials or, like, just a bunch of, like, mini painting stuff. He's, he's pretty great. He has a Warlord-class Titan 3D printed model that it the hand of the model is bigger than his wife's hand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it's huge. You uh, get like six foot towel body pillows too, I think. Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, the, the Games Workshop body pillows are all, all bullshit because you have to like sew them up and like stuff them yourself. Yeah. And whatnot. <laughs> let, them. let me press my nose to your forehead, Diamond Senpai. Uh, <laughs> Son, what are you doing in there? Um, Jamie, if it helps, you can picture Titans as giant scarecrows. That helps, yeah. 
Uh, so I've as... been picturing every character. It's a giant scarecrow. <laughs> giant scarecrow now? Except yeah. for the crows, right? Uh, uh, <laughs> they're just oh, giant yeah. scared no. crows. Yeah, scared well, they're crows. all just a bunch of southern <laughs> lawyers, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do they... declare this warlord <laughs> titan is very much uh, steaming my lemonade. What What's amazing is I'm sure that I wrote a... Futurama reference into this episode. I don't know if we've already, if I've already got gotten there and blown past it, or if it's coming up. But I for sure distinctly remember writing that, being like, "Is Futurama relevant anymore? Probably not." But I'll keep this in here. <laughs> uh, so it may have come and gone, but uh, I do like that Peter got to another one with the uh, space chicken, the southern the super space chicken. chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So the forces of the Imperium are waging ground war against the Tau city of Gelbrin. They're advancing upon it. As they advanced, they were subjected to the familiar long-range artillery, and they sustained heavy losses in their advance. Units were dispatched dispatched from the Imperial forces to take out the Tau spotters aiming for the artillery, but when they tried to engage, they were often ambushed by Tau jump troops equipped with cloaking. Uh, so Tau jump troops are like the uh, like their most elite uh, units. They like have jetpacks. They like jump into the battlefield and are better at close range. These ones had cloaking, so they kept like being like, oh, there's a guy with binoculars, and we're getting hit with artillery. Go kill him. And then they like send two guys to go kill him, and then three Tau guys would show up and, and kill those three guys. Those okay. two guys. Yeah. Gradually, the, co- the coherency excuse me, of the Imperial Wedge was broken up. By the time they reached Galbrin, they had broken up and reformed enough to be three separate wedges. So again, they were, they were once a, a spear point, uh, fronted by just titans and some armored uh, divisions. Now they're like kind and of more spread out across. Yeah, exactly. But they're kind of like <laughs> spread out over like kilometers, and they they have like different uh, different spearheads. One of the one of the wedges was made up almost exclusively of titans from the Legio Thanataris, but the heaviest of the Imperium's machinery was met in kind by the Taus. Um, the Tau super heavy uh, robot fighting thing is called a Mantis ship. Um, they're super ships of the Tau, uh, and they engage the Titans while the rest of the ground forces lock jaws as well. Um, one of the, one of the heads, one of the, the spear points was, uh, fronted by the Astra Militarium, the Imperial Guard. They ended up having, uh, fights with, uh, Krut in kind of this, like, outlying town, like, who, and the Krut were like, it's, it was kind of like, uh, city, city warfare, like, you know, uh, in the streets. Uh, and then the supermarines or the ultramarines, sorry, uh, or a division of ultramarines end up locking jaws with some, uh, of those jump troops that I, the Tau jump troops that I talked about. Um, but it does kind of, uh, ground to a halt about 20 kilometers about outside of Gelbrin. Um, the front kind of the, you know, the, the Southern or the Northern front, um, would stabilize. And, uh, it just ended up being this like, long wage slow conflict now where they were hoping for a speedy resolution to this whole thing it was okay. like that the u.s getting involved in uh afghanistan uh 20 20 years ago just being like <laughs> well, in and out in a couple of months home by christmas fellas um and uh it, it's turning out to be pretty ugly in the end i can't believe it's still september 6th 2002 guys <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, so led by Gen- General Wendell Gage of the Astra Militarium, the Imperial forces dug in to avoid the worst of the tower artillery because now that, you know, the advance has kind of stopped, it's it's harder to get out of the way of artillery. Um, the Tau night fighting capabilities far exceeded the Imperium's, which is like, we're, we're year 41, 745, and we haven't figured out, like, how to see in the dark. I... 
flares. I did just launch into the sky. <laughs> I, 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 this, this was included in the in the description of this battle, and I was just like, I don't understand how in the future dark is a problem for us. It's not a problem for our <laughs> for our soldiers now. Like lack of light, like in space. Though there's like this a bunch of matter that like they're doesn't... on a planet. Uh, <laughs> They they're in fire. atmosphere. You could yeah. you, you could like yeah. tape like a magnesium strip to a rock and just throw it. You have like a biotic suit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a dark matter planet. You just oh, yeah, there you, go, there you go. There you go. You can't see yeah. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Nighttime is still a problem because in the forty first millennium, they've forgotten like spotlights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, there was a dark age of technology, and maybe you know uh, Edison oh, was literal. never reborn. They never <laughs> yeah. they never reinvented lights. They have all these amazing things, yeah. but like all their like when you're inside a starship, it's all kerosene yeah. lamps. They have to wait. They have entire planets dedicated to whaling, essentially. I was like, thinking, I was thinking, like there'd be a mech who completely couldn't see because there's just wax melted all the way down with a big wick on his head, and he runs out in front, and he's just a candle. <laughs> yeah. He's wearing hockey pads and it was like a big yeah. candle strapped to his head. Wait, oh, yeah, well, it'd be like you'd have like the the uh, Astra Candelabra, or like yeah. the army, of- <laughs> like the guys strapped with candles. <laughs> very good, very good. Uh, so space beam patrols, uh, were helping with the sea in the dark because they have genetically enhanced senses. Again, not night vision in their helmets, but, but be- smell. Yeah. Well, yeah. Smell. And they probably have better night vision because they're, you know, children of the emperor in, in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. They've got the carrot tank next to the reactor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just straight carrot juice. Just intravenous <laughs> carrot juice for them. <laughs> gasoline and carrot juice like two separate tanks yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> pour sugar in the carrot juice the suit never turns on again <laughs> yeah. no no don't worry don't worry he only shot my carrot juice tank like giant rabid bunnies appear from over the hill like <laughs> <laughs> oh no they um, were a problem on the corn planet too <laughs> <laughs> Some guy is like flicks a cigarette into a, like a trail of carrot juice. He's just like, I got him, and it just yeah. like burns up and blows the guy. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker! Yeah, exactly. yeah, like diehard dude. Someone smelled carrot cake. <laughs> um, so on top of the fact that they can't advance and they're just getting kind of pot shotted at night the, in the skies above, the Imperial fleet was on constant alert for what they considered an eventuality: the arrival of a new Tau fleet. They're like. We're, we're, you know, kind of uh, blockading this Tau planet. Eventually, someone's going to fucking show up. Like, let's wrap this up, boys on the ground. Come on. Uh, the, Cru- the Crusade ships were badly damaged and could barely protect the transports, let alone provide air cover for the ground forces on Daleth. So they're like, we're saving the transports to get you guys out if we need to. We can't help you on the ground kind of thing. Okay, yeah. Uh, with each day, more Tau arrived at the front, uh, uh, planet side from elsewhere in the world. So this is like one narrow strip, 20 kilometers North of one specific city. And like they're, they're boating Tau in being like, yep, you know, uh, your uncle Sam needs you kind of thing. Okay. Uncle yeah. Tau. Needs Vietnam. You. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I, I don't know if pointing a hoof. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know unless you're talking about the Tau as the Viet Cong. I don't think you could say like their Vietnam <laughs> was, so, yeah. you know, uh, a, an interplanetary force landing from above and promising them like entire destruction, like entire annihilation. <laughs> <laughs> that, that doesn't sound like Vietnam. Um, it was becoming clear to General Gage that the crusade might be in over its head. Plentiful reinforcements had been promised to him by the fat cats at the center of the galaxy, 
but none had arrived for him or his forces so far. So when the crusade got kicked off, they said, you're going on a holy crusade. Don't worry. We're getting more guys. We're going to ship them to you in no time. And like to that's date, the, that's exactly like the real ones where it's like, well, actually, no, they all kind of just ended up in Venice and got bored. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, to date, and we'll talk about what Venice is and why they don't show up, but none, okay. none have showed up so far. Uh, after speaking with an Inquisitor of the Ordo Xenos, the alien hunters faction of the Inquisition, Peter made a great joke about them, uh, but for anyone listening, uh, there's the alien hunters, the demon hunters, and the witch hunters, which are all different factions of this Inquisition uh, that the Imperium runs, which is basically like, if you're not human, uh, you're not good. If it ain't, uh, you know, white is right. They're the white is right. Uh, <laughs> Or like human is right? I don't know. Coming <laughs> soon to the Ethan Palmer soundboard. <laughs> I guess I'll give the disclaimer that I think these are bad people. <laughs> right. Uh, that sure. won't make the soundboard. Not coming to the soundboard, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, this order, Ordo Zenos, Zenos excuse me, um, they agree that the sensible course of action uh, was to evacuate the homeworld of human life, not of Tau life, then to initiate an exterminatus order. And I will give you guys three guesses what an exterminatus order is. Or exterminatus, maybe? Oh, it's you let loose all the giant crows to get rid of the bugs that are living in your cornfield, I think. That's uh, that's a good guess. That's one, but no. Peter, want guess two? Yeah, I'm thinking about the... This is when you abandon the food chain where the crows eat the corn the hawks eat the crows the gorillas <laughs> eat the hawks right it's where you just kind of supersede the whole thing you yeah. probably turn the surface of the planet into glass if yeah that would be so you guys you guys have kind of both got there now because really like the that food chain kickoff does start with the bugs right you unleash the crows to eat the bugs and then the crows eat the foxes and then the crows eat the gorillas and then the crows eat the snakes it turns out that crows just eat everything uh, oh, okay. uh, kill yeah. everything! Kill all everything. life on the planet. Yeah, exactly. We'll, uh, we'll be by uh, via crow, death by crow, if you will, or murder by crow, under if you will. Currently, right? <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> murder shit <laughs> crowed. <laughs> yeah. Instead of eating a crow, the crow eats you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's what the they only meant. other. <laughs> the only other person I've ever heard use that expression was this girl I, I knew from South Africa. She always just, whenever she was, like, trying to avoid embarrassment, she didn't want to eat crow. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, eat, eat it. if you eat crow, it's if you're wrong If you're wrong about something and you say something. Like, if I, yeah. let's say, say in the podcast, white is right, and then it turns out that white <laughs> is not right, then I'll be eating crow because I was wrong uh, about something I that I said publicly. I was so worried about getting the phrase wrong that, that I was that worried happened. that I was going to eat crow on saying eat a crow. <laughs> right. like, yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I never use that phrase. There it is. Uh, I use it occasionally. It's in a Every Time I Die song, and that's why I know the expression. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that so, is the show I was at where I was wearing a t-shirt that said music band on it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat crow. Dun, 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 dun. Is that it? No, <laughs> pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. Okay. Uh, okay. So yeah. So this order Xenos of the Inquisition, who's there with uh, General Gage uh, on the front outside of Galbrin, uh, has decided that the Tau are clearly too dangerous of a species to continue to exist. So you know what? No more. No more subjugating them. No more conquering worlds. Let's just scorched earth them, kind of thing. These yeah. planets aren't worth it because we're we're sustaining too many losses. They gave people ideas and didn't consult me first. Yeah. In the Imperial Command, however, 
or I guess the, the Imperial Command of the Crusade, there was not full agreement. Particularly the Astartes, so the Space Marines, uh, there were those who saw the Tau as honorable enemies, ones who did not deserve to just be purged from space. They're like, hey, they, they're putting up a good fight. We love a good fight. Don't kill them because we'll kill you. And it, there's just this 12-foot twelve foot tall elephant in the room telling you, <laughs> don't, don't issue that order or I'll kill you. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the order doesn't get issued I, I guess is what we could say the, the talks dissolve into endless arguing paralyzing the council as General Gage decides on a new course of action he's like well that guy said he'd rip out my spine if I issued the order so I'm going to think of something else maybe I could try being a good general and it turns out that he just has some like good tactics that that let him gain an upper hand so Oh, that's interesting. It's just like, oh man, this big guy threatened me into trying a second time. Damn it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he forms up his remaining Titans with the Brimlock regiments uh, and assaulted the right flank, uh, splitting the defenders and trapping a host of them against the sea. So he, he managed to parcel off a good section, like drives the spear in, you know, kills those okay, yeah. defending forces because they have their backs against the ocean. Gage's artillery opens up, and the Imperial Navy launched their fighters against the Tau airfields, a costly move, but one that kept the Tau aircraft from the front. And the Tau aircraft were persistent and difficult to deal with, so they said, like, hey, you're going to take heavy losses. You just got to go in there and just stall them. Like, just stall them over there so our ground forces can get more work done kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, the Imperials took their objective within a few hours. A town outside of Gelbrin with, with a... Uh, bridge across the river to the city for the rest of the day a running battle was fought through the dalith suburbs or the gelbrin suburbs excuse me and at the end of the day the imperials were only five kilometers from trapping tens of thousands of tau between the city and the sea there's those sweet civilian casualties we were looking for uh, oh, we got them. <laughs> with their backs against the wall the tau withdraw overnight and fall back to a new defensive line beyond gelbrin so now the tau have been like okay this thing that we've been fighting over that you contemplated just, you know, incinerating all of us from space over, we're, we're, we're giving it up. This one city. Okay, it's yours. We got more cities. We're, we're going to let this one go kind of thing. So by morning, the tower gone in the city, besides for some lurking crew, firmly belonged to the Imperium of Man. They quickly secured the starport outside the city. And since the Tau defenders had retreated so far, they had an excellent opportunity for the successful evacuation of Imperial forces from Daleth Prime. And General Gage meant to take it. He's like... A starport? That's the right side of the city, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, General Gage is like, okay, we've got, we're on the right side of the city. Or the left side of the city. I can never remember. Uh, <laughs> port board. I think port's left. I can't. Or starport. It's starboard. It's starboard. Oh, yeah. It's both. It's the I, middle. It's the I middle thought that was city, intentional. Yeah. I thought you were mixing them both. Yeah. <laughs> and just being like, I can't remember which is with. But I'm glad you got that by mistake. Uh, yes, port is left. Starboard's right. Mm. Um, yeah. So General Gage is there and he's like, okay, we have an opportunity to get troops off the ground here. We're bleeding heavy, heavy losses. Like, we can't sustain this campaign. Uh, from down here uh so he's like let's all right let's pop up let's go no uh exterminatus order let's just, let's just get out of here he was opposed by members of the inquisition and the adeptus astartes the 12 foot guy the in the room CIA the 12 foot tall guy is like well no i didn't want to blow him up from space because i want to fight him so yeah. let's let's stay here and fight forever um, <laughs> if possible <laughs> Uh, the point or the argument, I guess, was rendered moot 
when an express astropathic order arrived in late 745 millennium 41 from inquisitor Phytus cryptman the order was to withdraw immediately and return to brimlock with all available forces as quickly as possible is this like the telegram system where it's just like or this is the like spa- the, the space carrier pigeon to get like a direct message to, to the general exactly they they throw okay. a pigeon into the warp and hope it comes out at the right place yeah yeah, yeah of course <laughs> naturally <laughs> with it's it's tiny bird-sized mailbag tied to its little bird leg and it's just like <laughs> like but of course it's too stupid it wouldn't know it wouldn't know like a pigeon couldn't like understand I don't know. the horror I don't know. of the would, warp would the warp because the warp kind of plays on your mind and plays on living things so maybe it would show the pigeon oh. the pigeon thought was most horrifying like crows oh yeah something. of course yeah right? slanesh is like half pigeon half dove and it's like oh my god disgusting <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean if you if a pigeon's not smart enough we could always use a corvid because it seems like there's no shortage right? oh yeah yeah i guess the bird yeah, animal fact could be pigeons are are doves they're just rock doves they are a rock dove. I know. Rock doves. Yeah. <laughs> By the B-52s. It was the, I was just about to make like that song. <laughs> rock dove and eagle or something, right? Uh, <laughs> so they, 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 they're getting ready to pull out. Then some people are like, no, we should stay here. We should finish this planet. And then, you know, then we can call for reinforcements kind of thing. Uh, when they get a telegram that says, everybody, boots on ships. Let's go. Come back. Enough with the towel. It's over. Uh, the Tyranid had arrived in the Milky Way galaxy for the first time. So this is the, oh. the first time mankind has encountered the Tyranid, and they've shown up somewhere, uh, and they're like, uh, fuck your blue boys, like, get home. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, huh. it, this it was is interesting. High- this ties into an old episode that we have about the Tyranid already. Yeah. Uh, it's High Fleet Gorgon. Uh, they were considered a more pressing threat than the relatively soy boy culture of the Tau. Uh, <laughs> it didn't help that the Segmentum Command had lost faith in Gage winning a quick victory over the Tau. So it was like, it's taking too long already. You guys should have gained yeah. more ground. Uh, we don't have reinforcements to send you. We know it's going to be a failed campaign. Just get home. Like, we need yeah. your help over here. Oh, that's cool. It's like you get caught smoking weed by the cops, but some guy with a gun goes running by, and you're like, phew, that was close. Yeah, yeah I love I it. I love it when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Next time, reefer head, says the cop, before he yeah, gets yeah. back into his yeah. <laughs> Some guy runs by being like, so glad I escaped from the asylum. Now I can go to the mall, and he's just waving an AK. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Firing God. wildly into the air. <laughs> Uh, well, Maybe uh, that weed was a little strong. I remember that situation. So the 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 uh, Astra Militarum and the the Astartes legions they follow follow orders. They're good soldiers. They they pick up and leave. Uh, it's noted by his imperial historians that the Tau in this moment probably could have blockaded the Crusades' retreat, uh, or they could have inf- interfered with the evacuation of Dalith Prime itself, uh, and probably ab- obliterated this Crusade force. But as an enlightened species, the Tau decided instead to open a diplomatic dialogue with the Imperium. Uh, water boys at it again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the Crusade forces were allowed to withdraw, and the Firecast swiftly reclaimed the Tau Sept worlds, which had been lost at the outset of the conflict. So they retained the human, the post-human worlds, uh, which they had originally conquered and sparked the whole thing. So they did gain some ground in, in it all. Uh, while they did invest in diplomacy, the Damocles Gulf Crusade would mark over 200 standard years of war between the Imperium of Man and the Tau Empire, seeking to spread the greater good. So, 
they chose the the uh they chose the good paragon option and the gameplay outcome didn't change at all where the imperium okay. of man was still like no fuck you i'm gonna kill you <laughs> uh, <laughs> there, there was no uh no immediate crusades they they were dealing with the turned threat first but that's like kind of the in canon reason why if you're playing a game of warhammer 40k you can play the tau versus the uh the like space marines or the astro militarium or whatever okay. um so yeah, they they they're allied at times. They're far from the biggest villain to the Imperium Man as far as Xenos go. They're okay. They're better than the Eldar, you know, uh, those goddamn Bohemians. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the Damocles Gulf Crusade. Um, cool. That's the nice. episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. I've been your host, Ethan Palmer. You can find all our contacts at loreboys.com/about. If you like the show, if you want to help us out, uh, leave us. think about leaving us a, a nice review somewhere uh, and or telling your friends. Uh, it's a great way to get the show to grow. The show has been growing like crazy. Uh, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. You guys are all amazing. Join the Discord. Come say hi to us. Uh, we try and be present. We're not always the most uh, online boys in the world, uh, but we try. Uh, Peter, do you have anything you want to share and or uh, plug? Yeah, check out at uh, Loreboys Podcast on Instagram if you want to see any of the title cards by themselves or just any of our little kind of midweek stories, whatever the fuck's going on. Um, yeah, I'm getting dental surgery tomorrow, uh, so I might be too whacked out on painkillers to finish anything right away, but uh, <laughs> that never stopped me. So maybe, who cares? maybe maybe it'll be more inspired. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be like when I'm drooling blood. So we'll Pete, see yeah. <laughs> Pete, Pete just has one really, really big tooth, and they're taking it out. Yeah, yeah it's so, got to go. Yeah. They said you're too wise for one man. <laughs> uh, Jamie, anything you want to share with the class? Yeah. So get in that Discord. Go to the about page. Uh, we have some people who joined this week. Are like, we finally did the about thing checked out the about page i know you hear it each week you don't always do it someone finally did it and as they're listening to us they're able to talk to both me and peter at the same time and uh it was really cool so if you want that type of experience uh i definitely am in the discord almost every day so get in there and if you are a patron too you get extra roles you can be in channels that that get extra attention from us although i'm pretty uh, available in most of those things and uh we can talk about behind the scenes lore boy stuff where not just anyone can see yeah it. so no, we talk about which which boys we've kissed and and such and so forth uh, the boys me <laughs> i mean yeah it's both <laughs> i'm pretty sure i've kissed both of you at some point in my life uh, kiss hell yeah no definitely uh, um, oh yeah yeah, I uh, you I'm a podcast host. I'm not exactly sure how RS, RSS feeds work, uh, but there should be a description to this episode somewhere, and it should have a link to the Discord as well if you want to skip the about page. Uh, but loreboys.com slash about should have all our socials, uh, as we said before. We're not super active on most of them, but uh, you can't reach us. Discord yeah. is the best Dis- one. For Discord sure. is the place to be. I, I do check the notifications like maybe twice a week on Twitter. If that's your thing of choice, go for it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. we're too we're too showbiz for such things. Um, speaking of showbiz, <laughs> if you do want to support the show financially, uh, like Jamie said, we do have a Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/TheLoreBoys. Uh, means the world to us. All our patrons. I don't know. I didn't look up if we have any new ones this week. I don't believe we do. Uh, not for this recording. I'm on top of that shit. Don't worry. As okay. as Loreboys treasurer, uh, it is all good. Everybody has been credited for their needless support of the show. <laughs> it's it's yeah. totally good. <laughs> yeah, we, we gave Pete the treasurer role because we treasure him. They're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the community actually, gifts to us have been have been taken care of thus far. 
Yeah, we're recording on Labor Day uh, today, actually. So all patrons, uh, you've been billed a time and a half. Um, that'll yeah, just go straight yeah, exactly. So just yeah. going to be automatically deducted from your uh, yeah. from your paychecks. Uh, and anybody who yeah. doesn't trust Patreon, of course, we do have Lower Boys Prime, uh, where we are uh, trying to union bust the patrons. It seems like the patrons are are trying to unionize. So uh, yeah, we need our Lower Boys, Boys Prime for scab labor. Yeah, <laughs> those are our scabs, and we need you guys to start get out there and you know crack some skulls you know put some put some teeth in a pavement kind of thing come on what, what are we what are we not paying you guys for i mean holy moly uh so do sign up for lower boys prime uh get yourself uh uh you know a stick wrapped in a newspaper that you can disguise uh so it doesn't look like a weapon uh break we'll, can with cfcs in it yeah yeah enough cfcs <laughs> to uh melt the ice claps on a planet and uh drown a whole bunch of union yeah union guys <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I it think that's like Sea of Thieves, and maybe that's how the Sea of Thieves was made because of all the global warming <laughs> yeah. uh, from the Sea of Seas. The thieves <laughs> are the capitalists, bro. You haven't yeah. been listening. <laughs> uh, and I think that would constitute a Lore Boys. Lore Boys. Lore Boys. Out. 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 Tout. Oh, oh, Tout. oh, apostrophe U apostrophe T. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You guys love Fed Smoker, but this isn't the Fed Shoker's mom's house, okay, Jamie? Jamie, don't pull out your tooth. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I have a little flosser. Oh, it's a flossy fork. I, Jamie, I, I ask I ask if you're ready to start recording and you decide you start to start flossing. flossing. <laughs> Not the cool kind in Fortnite yet. either. Okay? We didn't start yet. Uh, no, we've been hot for a little while now. Oh. oh. I want to cool. floss in front of MLK. Oh, I was going to say exactly <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna well, go. Cat I'm gonna woman go pay, whips me. Yeah, so I'm gonna go pay pay my respects at the colored drinking fountain by learning to floss properly. Oh. <laughs> that was one of my favorite like corporate train wrecks of recent memory. This is just like yeah. the greatest the the greatest cooperation of just like brain dead executives. Like, yeah, this is what's gonna work. So put right. that put that put that guitar away, young man. Hey, there there will be no rock and roll in my Christian high school. Thank you very much. Yeah. Today's episode, fucking Footloose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? Let's go. Ja- ja- Jamie's finger loose. He's uh he's Kevin Bacon, but he fingers the neck of a guitar. Yeah, dude. WT fuck did you just say, dude? <laughs> uh, my name's Ethan. Uh, if Jamie's gonna finger anything in my presence, it better be a guitar or a violin. Yep, dude. I've been. Um, I I don't know, dude. I was gonna say a joke is stupid, so I play the guitar. I'll just say that. Cool. Yeah. Great. Great. <laughs> great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> My name's Peter. Uh, if I wanted Jamie to finger anything in my presence, it would be the perp of a crime if he and I were witnesses at that the lineup thing behind the glass. Sure. He could finger the perp. Yeah, sure. I don't know why he'd put his fingers inside the butthole of a person suspected of doing a crime, but if that's what, what you want, Peter, yeah, what that's is your fantasy. Uh... My name's Ethan. I'm downloading Spelunky 2 right now. Spelunky 2 looks pretty uh, poggers. Try and steal from the shop owner, but see what happens. It might be 
Might be good, might be bad. Spunky too, more like spunk on me too, right? That's a <laughs> porn thing or a sex thing. Yep. I haven't heard of it. The, uh, yeah, pour some sugar on me. Who sings that? Uh, the one armed man. Sugar on me. I just clicked surprise me on Game Pass. What do they think I want to play? Crusader Kings 3. No, uh, I don't like inbreeding. I was looking at that. There's some real horny mods you can get for that. Where uh... <laughs> Crusader Kings? Yeah, you can make uh, all the people naked. Alexi is currently like it, making on purpose to see how far he can get without his bloodline just falling to pieces. Just an incest empire. Yeah, he's, the uh, Habsburgs. He's the Habsburgs did that. really well for themselves. Okay. Yeah, they did. Yeah. That's- Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 